0: Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show, covering the world of fitness, nutrition, and supplementation with world-class guests, the latest clinical research, and plenty of tips you can use right away to boost your health and wellness. Here's your host, Dave Sherwin. Today's episode is the sleep episode, and if you're like me, you have had some pretty lousy nights sleep in your life. And if you're like me, maybe even gone through a few years of really bad sleep to the point where you did research on it and you tried all kinds of things and that's my story. I went for a few years there in my late 30s and early 40s where I just had a heck of a time getting to sleep and it was rotten. There was times where I would get up and do other things, uh, times where my mind was just racing and I couldn't get to sleep, Uh, times when I just, you know, was thinking about all kinds of things and trying hard to get to sleep. And just nothing worked, and I would explore and find different ideas on how I could sleep better. At the time, I was training hard, and when you exercise, you're supposed to be able to get a better night's sleep. The fact is, though, at that time, I was probably overtraining. I didn't learn that till a few years into my research. And overtraining can also make you have high cortisol levels and uh, and, uh, adrenal fatigue, uh, which makes it sound like you would sleep better. But the fact is, if you're training really hard for something, that can also be a negative, surprisingly enough. You'd think if you're training a few hours a day, uh, you'd sleep like a baby, but that's not always the case. So I explored all kinds of things, tried everything, and I'm revisiting this subject for you today because I realize from a lot of articles I've seen, both from the publications I subscribe to and just we just all know, you all know it, that there are a lot of, of people who have trouble sleeping, they're not getting enough sleep. they are anxious uh, because of it. they're having people have uh, all kinds of health problems they're not performing as well as they should in their work. and it's just plain miserable to lie there and not be able to fall asleep. And so I've come up with 16 points that are based on um, research from the National Sleep Foundation, from examine.com, one of my favorite research sites, as I've mentioned before, and other various sources to come up with those ones. These ones are my top 16. See, there's all kinds of tips on sleep, but some of them are just Really difficult. For example, Tim Ferriss, he's done a lot of research on sleeping better, and I've listened to a lot of his stuff. But one of his things is to take an ice bath uh, about, I don't remember, half an hour or an hour before you go to bed. Go buy some ice from the um, nearest uh, convenience store or gas station, uh, fill up your tub with cold water, dump a few bags of ice in there, have an ice bath. You know what? For Tim Ferriss, that's wonderful. And if you're listening to this going, yeah, that sounds terrific. You know what? It will help you sleep better. There's research on it. But let's be honest. Are you going to do that? I'm not going to do that. It sucks. It sounds awful. I've had ice baths before and it's not my favorite thing, not something I want to do. And so I've weeded through all this stuff to try to come up with a list of things that would really work for most people and be doable for the long term. So here we go. The top 16 tips For a better night's sleep. And number one from the National Sleep Foundation is to stick to a sleep schedule. Try as best you can to have the same bedtime and same wake time. This is the number one tip. And if you do it, your circadian rhythms will get in sync where you just are ready to go to sleep and you wake up naturally at the right time. You probably won't even need an alarm clock if you do this long enough. So try it even on weekends when possible. Number two, create a relaxing bedtime ritual away from bright lights. This is one that helped me immensely because what I used to do is stay up doing something with my family, with my wife, working on my computer, whatever. I'd be going, 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 and then like crash into bed uh, hoping to fall asleep, but my mind is still racing, and so about an hour before you go to bed, if you start preparing to go to bed and just kind of slow things down, turn off the screens. We'll get to that one later. Whatever it is for you, create a relaxing bedtime ritual. If you Google relaxing bedtime ritual, you'll come up with all kinds of ideas and be able to come up with one with maybe three or four things you do before you go to bed that will make a big difference so that you ease into getting relaxed and falling to sleep rather than rushing into your bedroom hoping to fall asleep really fast, which tends to not work. Number three, avoid naps, especially in the afternoon. Now, I actually am a big fan of naps, but not after about one or two o'clock and not more than about 20 minutes. Something I've actually experimented with when I was training heavily, I would take a nap. And if you like naps, try to take them early and do some experimentation. I'm so geeky about this. I actually would spend a few weeks napping with my alarm set, um, my timer set for 20 minutes. I tried 25 minutes, I tried 30 minutes, I tried 40 minutes. I actually found that 20 to 25 minutes was perfect. More than that was too much. But if you actually do that experimentation, if you're a napper, uh, you could find a perfect time for you that doesn't give you too much sleep, uh, but that refreshes you so you can get back to things in the afternoon without taking away from your nighttime sleep. Next, touched on a little bit, Exercise daily and vigorous exercise is best. And so try to do that every single day. And it's best for your sleep if you do it in. The morning, because if you exercise at night, you are releasing cortisol and um, it, and waking up your whole system, right, with that intense exercise. And so, exercising vigorously in the morning. And for those of you that exercise a lot and are having trouble sleeping, you may be overtrained, and you may have to actually cut down a little bit. And if you cut back on your time training, but increase your intensity, you often can get better results in your performance as well as sleep better. Something to think about. Next, number five, evaluate your room. Ideally, you want to get the temperature down to 60 to 67 degrees and have it free from noise and distractions. Make it as dark as possible. Consider blackout curtains, eye shades, earplugs, white noise machines, which can be as simple as turning on a fan or a humidifier. Number six, Sleep on a comfortable mattress and with a comfortable pillow. Think about this. We spend roughly a third of our lives in our bed. We stress over the clothes we wear, the shoes we wear, all types of things we do when we're awake. But rarely do people really put a lot of thought and intention into the mattress and pillow that they have. Mattresses wear out about every eight years. And you can extend the life of your mattress by flipping it about every six months. Um, and so, you know, it's worth going to a store and lying down on several. It should be supportive and comfortable. And same with your pillow. Have you ever experimented with pillows? Again, back to the whole geeky thing of uh, me going through having a tough time sleeping. I experimented with thin pillows, medium pillows, thicker pillows, different types of pillows. I'm currently using this weird uh, bamboo material pillow pillow. It's an allergy-free pillow and has a really nice feel to it. I love it. It's very comfortable. And these types of things really do help you sleep. Uh, Next is try to expose yourself to bright sunlight first thing in the morning. Back to circadian rhythms. If you can get yourself out into the sun soon after you wake up, this will help your circadian rhythms and your general body clock to go to sleep at the right time and wake up at the right time. Number eight, avoid alcohol, cigarettes, and heavy meals in the evening. Number nine, if you can't sleep, go to another room and do something relaxing. Do not work or watch TV in bed. Beds should be used for two things, sleeping and having sex. And that's it. And there's research on this. People who have televisions in their bedrooms uh, they're they're not helping themselves. It's bad for your lifestyle. It's bad for your sleep patterns uh, You can and 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 you know so much of that stuff on tv If you're watching a movie or some show off of netflix or something, that's fine But a lot of people are watching, you know the news And so the very last thoughts they put in their head Before they go to bed are all the negatives of the world What is it that the media loves? The media loves Negativity they love hate they love politicians yelling and screaming at each other and calling them each other names and all that kind of stuff. Every bad thing that happens makes the news. And it's the last thing you want to fill your head with right before you go to bed. So get that television out of your room. Next, take a hot shower. So much better than the ice bath, right? A hot shower. And this is from the National Sleep Foundation. They found that a hot shower before bed helps the body to relax. Number seven, keep a, number seven, number 12, I can count, keep a journal beside your bed and write down your worries or concerns. So if one of the things that keeps you awake is your mind spinning with troubles and problems and worries and concerns, researchers have found that people who have a journal beside their bed that will jot all of those things down before they go to bed, it does kind of dump them out of your mind and help you to relax and go to sleep. Number 13, try melatonin. Melatonin does not work for everybody, but there's a lot of great research. And for most people, it does work. Melatonin is a naturally secreted hormone in the brain. Our bodies produce it anyway. But if you take it as a supplement, there's a lot of research that it will help you to sleep better. It's non-addictive. There are multiple clinical studies on it showing that it aids in the symptoms of jet lag. It's highly effective against insomnia. And it also, believe it or not, Helps with heartburn and GERD. So studies have been conducted on doses between half a milligram to five milligrams. Examine.com experts recommend that you start with a half milligram dose and then increase the dose if it's not effective until you're up to five milligrams. Now, increasing the milligrams will not make you fall to sleep faster. It'll simply increase the overall effectiveness of it. So, Get yourself some melatonin. It's not very expensive. Uh, And uh, you just get off Amazon or your local health food store and start with that half milligram dose and then slowly try it for a few nights and then raise it and raise it and raise it. Now, for some people, it's just not going to work at all. But I think those are outliers for most people. It's going to work. I'm using a inhaled melatonin right now that I really like uh, because it works very, very fast. It, it looks like a asthma inhaler, but you actually hold canister down. You inhale it into your lungs and within 30 seconds, you feel drowsy. I love it. I do have to warn you though, if you try this, the first time I did it, I didn't like it. Uh, it actually made me kind of gag. Like I'm not used to it. I, I don't inhale things. And so my lungs weren't used to it. And so I was just getting ready to go to bed. I was excited to try this cool new inhaler thing and I breathed it in. I put it right in my mouth. I breathed it in and I started coughing and trying to like gag it back out. Now, it did make me feel drowsy and I did sleep better. So that was really cool. And I did find out that you shouldn't put it right in your mouth. What you need to do is hold it, canister down about four inches away from your mouth and then get ready to breathe in, pull the trigger and breathe in. Um, so you've started breathing in before you before you pull the trigger, breathe it right in deep into your lungs. It took me two or three nights to get used to it. Once I was used to it, it was a godsend. So that's something you can try. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I think if you go to Amazon and search, um, sleep inhaler, it's by CCL supplements, inhaled, um, melatonin. Uh, you'll probably uh, be able to pull that right up. And and like I said, I'll put a link on the show notes. This is episode 49. If you go to dirobi.com, click on the blog, look for episode 49. We'll put links to things we've referenced here in this episode on that um, blog post. Next, number 14, try to keep your eyes open instead of trying to keep them shut. This is a very simple trick, but can be very, very effective. So, You're lying there. You're trying to go to sleep. Your mind is racing. You're shutting your eyes. You're rolling back and forth. You're just trying to get to sleep. But you know what? Sometimes reverse psychology works. And don't fight it. If you feel like you're just not that sleepy, open your eyes. Lie there. As a matter of fact, when I do this, I sometimes find that when I open my eyes, I find it's hard to keep them open and that I am tired. My body does want to go to sleep. And by trying and fighting to keep them open, that it actually reverses the process for me mentally and then I do get drowsy and go to sleep. So that's a great little trick, easy to do. Number 15, try to get to bed around 10 o'clock if possible. It's a, Earlier if you can. This is not uh, scientific now. I don't have any research to back this up. All I have is Deepak Chopra, and I realize some of you are rolling your eyes right now, but it makes sense to me. So I can't back it up with science, but he said, that every hour before midnight of sleep is worth two hours after midnight. That's totally anecdotal, but I'll tell you what, it sure works for me. Something you ought to try and experiment with and see how well it works for you. See if if you get to bed at 10 instead of midnight, you don't feel like those two hours from 10 to 12 are worth four hours after midnight. That's what he claims. I've tried it, I believe it, just can't back it up. So every hour before midnight, is more valuable than the hours after midnight. Give that a shot. Number 16, this is the last tip. Do not take caffeine after 4 p.m. Not a Coke, not a coffee, not an energy drink, definitely not an energy drink. Caffeine stays in your system a long time. You may only be feeling the effects for two to four hours, but it is speeding up your metabolism for uh, longer than that. And so cut out caffeine after four and that will make a big difference. So Hopefully, out of these 16 tips, you will find a handful. You don't have to do them all, but hopefully you'll find a few of them that if you implement them and they, they really work for you, could make a big difference to the amount of sleep you're getting, which will make a big difference to your entire life, right? This is a super cool concept that sleep is so critical to us. It's so important for rebalancing our hormones and helping us have energy during the day and, and avoiding illness over time. And there's so many benefits to getting a good night's sleep. It's well worth being intentional about this. We'll put the whole list, as I mentioned, on episode 49, the blog post at dirobi.com. And by the way, make sure and check out our resources page where you can get my book, Formula 7, absolutely free. We also have a cool, simple sheet you can download where you can figure out the best supplement strategy for you. And um, we have an episode about that on how you can figure out the right supplements depending on your age, gender, lifestyle, et cetera. And just kind of print that off, put it inside your supplement cupboard so that you um, can experiment with the right mix of supplements uh, and, and other resources there. And we're always adding to that page. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, uh, there we hope to add more and more resources there Um, free resources to help you with your health. So again, thanks for listening. I appreciate uh, all of you who do listen to the show and have said such nice things and would love your reviews on iTunes. If you would go to iTunes and leave a review there, that would be phenomenal. And otherwise, uh, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode, which is episode 50, in which we've accomplished uh, an, an additional 25 episodes where I've decided that every 25 episodes, I'm going to take the 10 best things or, or so. I mean, if there's more, I'll, I'll do more, but we're going to take the very best tips we've learned from the last 25 episodes and summarize them every 25th episode. So I'm looking forward to recording that one is in the last 25 episodes, there's been some really killer stuff. So we'll recap all of that. Hopefully some of these things are helping you in your life, making your life a little bit better because if you don't have good health, you don't have Anything, And so we got to take care of our bodies so that we can take care of everything else and all the important things in our lives. And hopefully that's what this podcast is helping you to do. Until next time, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. Thanks for listening to the Dairobi Health Show. Make sure and check Dairobi.com for a free copy of Dave's excellent health book, Formula 7, and enter to win in our free Bottle Friday contest. If you're enjoying the show, leave your review on iTunes. See you next time.